Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness from alternative to conventional and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm very pleased to be with Ryan Pulsifer. He's a host of the show highschool.ca and a summer student here at CIOEFM. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Now, introduce yourself a little bit, tell the people who you are and what you're doing all day. So yeah, as mentioned, I'm a summer student here named Brian, and I'm in high school right now, and so I've always had an interest in talking to people, and probably late, like in grade 10, I had a realization that that's something I could look at as a legitimate option. When I, I had actually been watching a video of a YouTuber that I watched, and I thought, hey, I could do that all of a sudden. And so it kind of got the gears turning, and I'm a part of the Options and Opportunities program. So because of that, I did a mandatory co-op, and that's when it sort of clicked together to come to the station. So you're still in high school? Yes. You were in grade 12? Going into grade Going 12 into this grade year. grade 12, cool. So what's the Options and Opportunities program? Tell us a little bit about that. It's very much based in like a career development standpoint. So you have to, in grade 9 or middle school, usually grade 9, I would think, You would go in an audition and you would do like an interview and submit stuff. And if you get in, you're with about 20 other people. Most schools have it and there's one O2 class from each year. And you just do stuff like field trips and you do resume building. And it's just a very drawn out program where you get a certificate. So it's just very advanced career development. Wow, that's amazing. So how many people get in and how many apply? Do you know? I know about 20 get in. I'm not sure how many applied. I If I'm being honest, I'm not sure it was much more than 20, but I'm not sure. That is amazing. So is that more for students that are interested in a certain field that already made a decision what field they want to go in, or what is it for? I think a lot of it's more based around people who don't know what they're going into, because it's the way that you're getting to do a lot of different things, and there's a lot of different explorations that you're making. But people who know what they're doing as well have the co-op aspect that I'm in now where yeah. you can use that. So that's really fascinating, and I know many people of my generation, I'm probably considered to be old on your standards <laughs> at 58. <laughs> I'm certainly a grandma. <laughs> But I find it fascinating because the time you are in, in as, a, as a late teenager, I would say, is a time of decisions, lots of decisions to make, lots of changes, not just physical changes, but mental changes. The brain is still growing, the body is still growing, and the, the emotional part is still growing. So that's really exciting to have somebody here that can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think the physical by this point, a lot of that's kind of come to a close. Like, I think most, that's usually more of a middle school thing. Yes. But I think even between grades 10 and 12, you very much see the mental growth. Mm -hmm. Because if you go to any high school and you ask about the youngest grade, every other grade hates them. Because they're just the, they're still really middle school and they're very loud and they're not as, well, they're not as mature or developed as the other grades. So even just looking at the school, there's a lot of mental development you can see. Some of it comes from classes, some of it comes from the people, some of it comes naturally, some people don't do it at all and they stay the way they are. Right. But yeah. And and, and we know from the medical standpoint that the brain development is not finished until you're twenty five. Yeah. And that's an interesting part because you probably are aware of this, many young people uh, choose to use drugs and, and alcohol in amounts that are not healthy. Do you see that a lot? It's not as much. I know when we think of like drugs and kids, a lot of people are going to marijuana. I don't see that as much. I see a lot of vaping. There is quite a lot of drinking. It's not as bad where I go to as there are some other places, but you definitely do see it. Yeah, I always find it sad when somebody ruins their brain at an early age, and it, it happens. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> do that. Tell us a little bit uh, more about the challenges you face every day in school. Well, I think, firstly, when I got into grade 10, there's a year-long math course, and it's the only time that the math is a year long, and I kind of walked into it going, all right, this is going to be easy. And all of a sudden, I was walloped because, oh, no, it's not. And it's something I had never had an issue with before. And it was there was every course seemed to change that I was familiar with. Most of them changed in a way I was okay with. English got a lot easier, I found. But I just found the way that certain courses kind of stemmed, it got a lot more difficult. And I know a couple friends of mine who had issues because they picked a course and they went, oh, I hate this course, like immediately into it. I didn't have that issue personally, but when it comes to like choosing high school courses, you're going to have to take some risks. Yeah. And there's going to be courses you don't like, but if it's a course you're doing as like an elective and you get into it and you don't like it, then it's troublesome. Are there any options for you when you uh, find out that the course is maybe not what you expected it to be, or do you have to finish it? You have about, like, two or three weeks, probably, in order to change it. You can still get out of the course, but if you do it within the first month or so, it doesn't go on your report card. But if you change it after that, it will just say you've got a zero on the course. Mm. So not ideal. No, that doesn't look good. And uh, do you see often that people have different expectations than what they happen to get? I think so. Yeah. It's just kind of how it is, right? You think of a course that you maybe haven't done before, like an entrepreneurship course. You might uh -huh. think you're going to be more hands-on, and you might not be. Or, for example, I signed up for a drama course coming into grade nine, and I almost didn't get into it because there was a large schedule issue with me. And I kind of took it thinking, of, all right, whatever, this is going to be a fun year. I don't want to do vocals. I can't do art. I don't want to do bands. So drama was kind of what was left for me. And I was like, oh, it'll be a great year. Now I'm one of the biggest theater people I know. I can't get enough of it. So in that way, my expectations were not met. They were well exceeded. Yeah, yeah, that's good, too. That's another issue that can happen. Now, when you get into a certain course, is there a course description that you can read? Also, so you have a little idea, but it's... Probably not enough. Yeah, there's usually a post on it somewhere. We get a, at the end of the year, you get a big notebook with every course available into it, and there'll be about a paragraph's worth of information. Mm. Usually, you should know what it is when you sign up anyway, unless you're taking a course where you really are just purposely saying, hey, let's throw a dart at the wall. But usually, you kind of know anyway. The description usually doesn't give you much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I mean, that uh, I, I like the idea that you have the big choice, because when I went to school, it's a long time ago, there was no choice. We had a schedule given at the beginning of the year, that was it. Yeah. No change is possible. So I like that idea in a way, but on the other way, it makes it more difficult for you guys and gals. Uh, it can. It depends on the courses, too, because there are obviously some courses you have to take, and people monitor the courses to make sure you're getting everything you need. Mm -hmm. So it's just about deciding, okay, where am I going, and can I find courses that fit? As long as you actually put time into the thought, it shouldn't come out too much worse than it would otherwise. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that many students have trouble deciding, or...? I don't think so. I think because there's also free periods that are available and you can have one in grade 11 and one in grade 12, at least, or two in grade 12, at least at my school. So those are usually almost always there. You've got to have about the same four courses. So usually you're only filling about two to three courses. So usually one of those courses is going to be pretty easy to fill. Sometimes that last course kind of comes down to it. And I know for me personally, I had too many courses I wanted to do. And one of those courses ended up being cut, so it worked out well for me. But if it didn't, then I was going to be leaving a course out. Mm -hmm. So that would have been difficult. So really, you have to study the how how the courses work and, and together, so you get the right courses. Yeah, I guess. Do you have a, a counselor or somebody from the school that helps you, a teacher that helps you decide? Yeah, there's three guidance counselors that are separated by letters, so it's A to, I can't remember what it is, it's like A to H or something like that, you get one guidance counselor, so you can go to them, you got the book with you, and if you know people above you, then that's obviously helpful too. Do you know a lot of people, or did you above you, now you're on the top yourself? Well, my brother is actually in the grade ahead of me, so I knew all of his kind of group, so I actually did know a lot of people in the grades above me, so that kind of helped me, not that I ended up listening to any of them. But if I had decided to listen to them and take a free or for yeah, example, yeah. I had them available. Now, I would like to know how you got into being interested in radio a little bit and into journalism. Well, I had always kind of grown up not knowing what I wanted to do. And the more I thought about office work, it kind of scared me a little bit. A, because I didn't want to get into a routine. And B, I don't know if I'm actually capable of doing it for more than 10 years. So I was trying to think, okay, how do I get around sitting around every day, and what can I do to sort of avoid that? And a hockey YouTuber I watched who I discovered on a whim, and I'm a big hockey guy myself, so which is why I obviously followed him, and I thought, huh, you know, that's pretty cool that he just sits in his room and records. Why don't I do that? And so it was the idea of, okay, I could do that, and then I sort of, he branched out a lot more. He's actually on TV for Sportsnet at times. And I was like, well, I could take a sort of main lead of something and then have all these different backup areas where instead of sitting around, I'm getting to talk about sports. That's fascinating. And so it's just sports or do you want to do other things too? It's largely sports. I've looked into things like like radio dramas type thing and I'm actually looking into creating them as well. So there's something like that. I could do some new stuff, but largely it would be sports. So that's your main interest or do you have other interests too? In terms of a career, that's the main interest, but mm -hmm. I do I do have a lot of other things. Again, I'm a big, I love acting, but it's just not something that necessarily makes sense as a career. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So you think radio makes more sense as a career or sports journalism and or in that direction? I do. Mm -hmm. Now, the others in your class, how many are there in your grade? 
uh, is like a whole grade. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm trying to think here because at the school we have about 1,600 people now. Yeah. So I would probably guess somewhere in the line of about four to 500 would be in our grade. Mm, that's quite a lot, yeah. So that's really interesting. And, and I don't know, in the second half of the show, I would love to talk a little bit more about what you do in your highschool.ca show and maybe a little bit about what you hear about mental health of students because that is a big issue nowadays. And how you feel as a summer student here. So that lets us wrap up the first half here on 97.5 CIO EFM. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about Ryan Pulsifer and high school life. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIO EFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Ryan Pulsifer. In the first half, Ryan, we talked a little bit about yourself and high school life in general. And I'm happy to have you back for Thank the second you. half. And I would like to know a little bit what you do with the show highschool.ca. Well, when it came to the original creation, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to talk about because we, we have some sports coverage here. Mm -hmm. And I thought about, you know, things that were actually impacting me at the time. And obviously it was probably middle of April, so I was still in school. So I thought, all right, well, I know school, I live in school, and I've come to really enjoy school. A lot of because of drama class, so I was like, what if I created a show on high school? Mm -hmm. So I kind of sat down with myself and I sort of thought it through and I thought, okay, how do I want to go about this? And I had a realization that I didn't want to treat this as just another show because I thought there is some importance here that could be done. Because on the one hand, you're trying to reach the people who are actually in high school and however much they listen to radio, you don't really know. You sort of play it by ear, but... It's also about sort of being able to talk about to the adults. And I thought, well, if I'm doing that, I want to convey a fair message. I want to convey high school life, not my high school life. So I kind of set it to be, as much as it is about me, I wanted to also be able to talk to other people mm -hmm. and include other people's opinions in that. And so I've been able to go out a lot to other schools. And it's been, obviously, when it's a new show, there's not as much availability to that. But I've started a new segment here recently where I've just been posting questions online and I've been reading responses on the mm -hmm. air because it's not just about me. I'm also trying to read this off and I'm trying to be about this because it's highschool.ca, not Ryan's highschool.ca. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to showcase all opinions of high school. That's really a very nice topic. So you're not just talking about sports and school issues. What are you else are you talking about? Any uh, health issues? Anything that sort of qualifies, and I think I summarize it pretty similar, the thoughts, opinions, news, yeah. anything that happens around a high school I can cover, or anything that even happens around Nova Scotia that I think is relevant we can cover. I talked about the Memorial Cup because it's something that a lot of people in high school would care about. It's something that right. we all like sports, we all like Halifax, it makes sense. Yeah. And just as much sometimes it's about saying, okay, well we're feeling this way, like how... How are substitute teachers? How do we feel about those? Or stock, how do we feel about that? And talking about the rugby event that happened a while uh -huh. back and all of that. It's just as much about the facts as it is looking at the feelings, too. 
And and that's very important because it's a it's a time when many people have feelings that they are not clear about and are very confused about, and that leads us a little bit into the mental health field because I'm always very sad when I hear that a young person uh, took his own life or her own life over something that. As a ripe adult, we would say, well, what the heck, uh, just switch Facebook off. But how do you see that? When I look at mental health, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people like to talk about the big mm-hmm. increase over the years. I, I don't buy that. I think we've hit an era where we're finally comfortable with talking about it. Mm-hmm. And we've opened up these new avenues to helping people out. But it's it's still not a great system in my mind. Because as much as you can turn to the guidance counselors, if you have one assigned to you, and that guidance counselor doesn't work out as a good guidance counselor for you. I mean, who are you going to turn to? Mm-hmm. And it's an era where I think bullying is actually down, at least from what I've noticed. It's more of the issues of yourself and online. Like, around the school, you don't really catch much bullying. Mm-hmm. Not to say it doesn't happen, but you don't see it. So it's sort of it has to, it's sort of a, more of an illness than any form of, like, bullying or thing. So it's hard to say that it's just because of something like Facebook. No, no, it's certainly not because of Facebook. But uh, for me as a parent, I would say as a parent, if my child would watch Facebook and then feel bad because somebody calls him names or something, I would just switch the computer off. Yeah. Uh, But many parents don't do that. And it is hard for a young person to be disconnected from a computer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, the stereotypes are very true on me as well it's something we've just kind of grown more used Mm -hmm. to and if you're not there and if it's not even if you got taken out if you were never there in the first place you can you're sort of a little better off but like when you when you've been adjusted to that world and it's you've been adjusted too early Mm -hmm. which i've noticed is happening more now it just kind of sets up the same things because a lot of internet culture is oh look at these young kids and people are getting this stuff early and earlier now Mm -hmm. and it can sort of lead to a cycle i Mm -hmm. think have you been uh, solicited on internet to anything un- indecent, let's put it that way, because there's people out there just looking for young people to abuse? Yeah, I can't say I've ever had encounters with that. Mm. I have friends who have been, like mostly female friends, who have been DM'd and stuff like that with all mm-hmm. the natural messages you'd expect. But me personally, I've never had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very encouraging. So it doesn't have to be. It's not everybody who is uh, who is uh, concerned about that. Did you get in your show or do you talk to people that uh, open up to you and say, I am really so sad, I don't know what to do? I can't say I've ever had one of those experiences yet because at the end of the day, again, I'm not sure I've hit that level yet and I hope mm-hmm. to one day and I hope to be someone who people turn to. And I've had those discussions mm-hmm. not related to the show but I can't say the show has caused those conversations quite yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. So you had those discussions with people that were really at the, in a dark place, let's put it that way. Yeah. Did you have any of your friends actually be very ill or commit suicide or attempt suicide? No, I don't. I can't think of any. It hasn't gone that far that I know of. But I've had people who have been forced into situations where they were not in any good shape they've been put in some bad relationships for example and i've sort of tried to help them get through that with Mm -hmm. not just getting out of their relationship but also the aspect of danger that could come afterwards yeah yeah that's fascinating how do you deal with that 
I just kind of speak from the heart, to be honest. And it's funny, as someone who's never been in a relationship, you never quite know if what you're saying is right. With experience, you would know a little better, but you kind of have to gauge by the person what you have to say. And you kind of know this is what they should hear, what they need to hear, so you kind of angle it that way. Mm-hmm. So is it working? I think so. I think speaking from the heart is always a good option, and I really like that you said that. And what are your goals and aims for your life? I want to be someone who makes people laugh. I'm not going to sit out there and say I'm going to do this grand thing. I hope to be a guy who can sit down and talk about hockey and interest people enough that they watch him and find him entertaining. That's kind of the goal. That sounds really interesting. Any other goals? I'm not entirely sure yet. It's kind of a little early to pave. I want to continue to do some acting for fun. I want to, yeah. you know, be able. Those to... are all professional goals, more or less. What about personal goals? I mean, even acting is. I wouldn't say it's a professional goal, but mm. uh, I definitely want to be able to sit down, like have a family. I want to get a group of people who I feel more connected to. Because I, I have great friends, but there aren't many that I trust on the level of telling my issues to. Mm. So I want to try to establish a better group of people for that, whether it's the same people or different people. And how do you go about that? You just have to go out and meet people. You have to put yourself out there and get out and socialize and talk to people and start conversations. And as you go on, you'll start to figure out who you click with and who you don't. That is a fascinating aspect and really a good tip that everybody should take to heart. You have to go out, put you out there. And yeah, it's much more difficult for some people. Like if you have anxiety, it's not as simple as what I say, but you have to find the way to, even if you're not going out and talking to people, put yourself in the situation where people can come talk to you at the same time. Right. So what would you say to somebody that's afraid to put themselves out there? Use your hobbies to your advantage. If you if you like acting, for example, look at a community theater. If you're a, if you're an athlete, play sports. Go out and do volunteering stuff. Go out and put yourself in a situation where you know like-minded people are, because that's the easiest place to start if you're scared with people you know you have something with. So to have a common interest. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good tip. And did you yourself ever feel anxious going out approaching a girl, for example? I mean, if I'm being honest, yes. Uh, there was one experience I had where I wanted to tell the girl, but I couldn't do it because she was between a couple people. And I was like, and I got my friend to actually get rid of those people for a minute because I was like, I'm not saying in front of them. Like, that's not happening. So it's it's not an easy thing. And certain situations are more nerve wracking than others. You got to just play it by the day. Well, you're certainly a very strong person, and, and I really want to thank you to come on the show today. It was my pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And uh, if they want to watch your show, when is it? Highschool.ca on the website, or is it a podcast too? What is it? It airs Monday nights at six here on the station. Right now it's half an hour. I'm talking a little bit about expanding it, making it a bigger, longer program. So yes, for now it's Mondays at six to 6.30. It's just me talking about whatever it is, and I have contacts I list at the end of every episode so you can make contact with me and have discussions, and so that it's available to reach me and that whatever we talk about can have not just my own knowledge, but other people's too. That's excellent. So Mondays at 6 here on CIOEFM and yeah. on communityradio.ca. And this brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions or if you'd like to contact Ryan. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca 
or you can contact me through my website docchristine.com and I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Luke Eckinger. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you are local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.